Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are rolling with our newest episode of College Questions. In this episode, is our career spotlight number four. These are designed to visit with someone in our community or any community for that matter, working out there in the quote unquote real world. And we just hope and pray that it gives you guys as listeners some wisdom and discernment on what it's like to be in that particular field of work and just to uh, experience and and hear wisdom and discernment and and hopefully give you uh, some direction. And uh, we're excited this week to have my good friend who is a, an ATU graduate who I met years and years ago, and it's been so fun to watch him grow. Um, just uh, He's such a godly man, um, loves his wife and his kids, and uh, I want to introduce to the show right now TJ Posey. TJ, thanks for coming on the podcast. Man, thanks for having me. I know we've been kind of working towards this for a couple of weeks, but I'm glad we could get, get in here and get it done. Yeah, I'm it's excited awesome. about the podcast. I think it's a great I mean, I think it's cool. I wish we had stuff like this when I was, you know, ending my ATU time. That's cool. Well, man, I hope and pray it's a resource and, um, and, and, you know, I appreciate the encouraging words, man. It's been fun to, and you've been one of the guys to, I remember you called me a while back and we're like, man, I appreciate the podcast. And Mm -hmm. you actually complimented the sound, which I'm thankful for. This was pre Arlo hooking us up with the, the nice stuff. So I appreciate that it was still, it was okay back then. And now we've gone to a new level with, with Arlo setting us up. So hopefully our listeners can tell our sound quality has increased. And that's thanks to our good friend here at FBC named Arlo. If you haven't met Arlo, he's the man. So, well, TJ, man, won't you tell us, um, man, a little bit about just how you got into your field of real estate. And I like this because college students, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out their degree they get a degree they graduate and there sometimes you, you're still in the process of figuring it out mm-hmm. right i mean th- that's a, and i think that's been a theme we've seen throughout many episodes which i'm thankful for cuz life is that right you, mm-hmm. there's a lot of figuring it out and you know you i think went through that early, when you graduated trying to figure it out man won't you share a little bit about that and just maybe some insight into how you discerned and how you made a decision to end up where you are now well i think i went to tech from 2007 to 2011, and I got a degree in business administration because um, my family is from Russellville. My dad owns a printing company that my grandfather started, and so I kind of had this general, I mean, from when I was like in the ninth grade probably, this general trajectory of you're going to, you know, go to college, um, had a scholarship there, and so it's like, you know, go to tech, just breeze right on through this step into the family business and just carry it on. And I yeah. think that was probably a little bit too tunnel too, too vague of a, uh, of a perspective on what I feel like God has for our lives. I mean, mm. um, I got into the printing business and realized that it wasn't really what I wanted to do. It wasn't really what I was necessarily called to do um my my father and i have a great relationship but we kind of disagreed on how how things the the, just the general direction of the business you know nothing positive negative or otherwise it's just i had ideas he had ideas and those didn't mesh all the time and so um 
my wife Jenny um, and I found out we were going to have our first child, Wes, and uh, she, we had Wes, and um, you know, she was working full time, and we really decided, hey, we would love to have a um, an outlet for our family, a little extra income, so that she could possibly work part time, yeah. um, work from home, do something like that, and so that's kind of how we got into real estate, uh, real estate sales if you want to call it that has been something that has kind of always interested me and i think mm-hmm. that's one key um you asked you know how we got here i think god uses our interest um and and that was kind of always under the surface of you know i'd like to be able to help people do this i'd like to do mm-hmm. this myself things like that and so um i was blessed with the setup with my dad's business to be able to be able to do both for a season, uh, two seasons actually. For two whole years, I did I did both, and because I was in kind of a management role there, if I needed to step out for an hour, I could do that. Mm. You know, I made a lot of nights. I came back into the office after Jenny and Wes were in bed and worked. You know, most of the night to get caught up for what I missed. But we mm. had the freedom to be able to do that, and so yeah. um, did that for about two years. And um, God was kind of affirming that, blessing that. Um, I was really enjoying that. And so, you know, I guess two and a half years ago, which it's early 2018 was when we stepped out. May wow. of twenty, May of 20, 2018 was when we decided that wow. we were going to be a real estate family and that was going to be my career path. That's awesome. And yeah. what I love about what you just highlight, which I think worth worth bringing back up is you know, you were in so many times, I, I kind of ended up in the same way. When I graduated college, I was working for a company and I liked it. It was a good job, great company, but I just kind of knew like, this isn't it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's worth, you know, you, you brought out a great point, which is pay attention to your interest, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, God's given us all these different interests and, and skills and abilities and yeah, we can make different things work, but it's but it's worth paying attention to because there are some people who get in the spot you were in mm-hmm. and for a variety of reasons, just keep doing that and never explore the other. Mm-hmm. And what I heard you say was, I this was going on, I was paying attention, and it was worth exploring, so I explored it. Yeah. But I think it's worth saying that, you know, that that's that's worth paying attention to. And so um and so now here you are, two and a half years into it. Um, man, what do you love most about real estate? What I love most about real estate itself, and really what I love most about the print shop, the things is just helping people. Mm. I mean, this is kind of the crux of it, and I've been thinking about this a lot, is, I mean, I'm not going to make up a number, but a vast majority of the time when someone is purchasing or selling a home, there's a lot of other stuff going on in their lives. Mm. You know, we've had... I'd say half, maybe half the people that I deal with are just upgrading or mm. just, you know, we're tired of this house. We want yep. something bigger. Most of them are having a baby, have recently had a baby, uh, going through a divorce. Uh, you sell, we, we, we have sold houses when they've, you know, family members' houses, parents have passed away, mm. uh, job change. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot more to this than just hey, I want to buy a different house. Mm-hmm. And so, being able to to give sound advice, what I hope is sound advice, to people as they go through a really scary 
I mean, even though some of those are good reasons, like having yeah, children sure. and, and, and needing more room, it's still scary, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, job changes are scary. Uh, you know, obviously a, a divorce is a scary situation, but really being able to be, you're so you're so in, in intertwined with their lives at this point where, mm. you know, you're you're not only facilitating this transaction for them. I mean, we have a lot of other conversations too. You know, like, hey, how you doing? You know, and have been yeah. able to to minister to them in that fact too. Well, and that's got to mean a lot to the people. You know, someone. You know, we've bought two homes. Brooke and I have. And, you know, that is a scary transition, you know, uh, transaction, all that stuff. And you definitely want somebody, you know, it, it feels good when somebody, you know, somebody's taking care of you. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome that you have the heart you do to know that this is more than just a, a transaction here. I'm, this is a, a person with in different life situations. Some are great situations, fun, exciting, like yeah. babies and others mm-hmm. are, are really sad situations. And, mm-hmm. you know, having someone steady there, man, I know God can use you in that. And that's. That's what I love about these discussions is that I think it's healthy for students to understand that, you know, God calls us to do ministry wherever we are and in whatever field we're in. And, you know, the goal is to figure out kind of how God designed you and how he can use you. And, and that in that field, you would be a minister of the gospel and, and look for opportunities to to speak life into others and mm-hmm. to, to genuinely listen to what's going on. Cause I imagine hearing you talk about it, that you've probably had someone open up to you about what's going on. Yeah. Here you are in a house, like having a conversation that you didn't expect was coming. Mm-hmm. And here we are having it. And if all you all if you, if all you care about is getting this thing done, you're not listening to that, mm-hmm. but because you know, Jesus and you care about them, you're listening, you're paying attention. And I think that's awesome, man. I, I love hearing that. Well, there's always a deadline regardless, even the most basic, Hey, I'm just, I'm just buying a new house because I like this one better than my mm. own. I mean, there's still a deadline and there's always a crunch and there's always, yeah. you know, and I think it's it's really neat to be able to to be an ally to them, you know, to treat them and ultimately treat them the way I would want someone to treat me in this mm. scenario, you know. Yes. And so, you know, there's always a closing date coming and there's a bunch of stuff that's got to be done in that amount of time and there's always a, a lease that they're in that is due or they got to be out of this place by this date. And, you know, they don't always mm. just breeze right through. It gets yeah. a little bumpy. And it it's, it's, it's fun to, to work out those problems and to find creative ways to to really get there. Well, that kind of brings up, you know, I love asking the question, what's the, the greatest challenge? Because I do think so many people, it's probably worth saying this, there, there's what you were dealing with, which is where you're in a job and you know that there's this is not for me long term. Mm-hmm. But you have to be careful with that because some people, every job has things you don't like about it, right? Or oh, let's yeah. just say challenges, mm-hmm. right? like hard parts. Some people make the immature mistake of thinking that when it gets hard, they're like, I don't like this isn't for me. It's like, wait a second. Now, mm-hmm. every job has the things you don't right. like. So it's worth saying. So I do like kind of being real in this scenario saying, okay, what what are the challenges? Because just because there's challenges doesn't mean this isn't my thing, Right. Um, it just means there's hard parts about it, which mm-hmm. every job has that. And so for you in real estate, man, what's been one of those challenges and, and how, how have you worked through those? Really, there's been two main challenges. One of them was just getting started. I mean, it's mm. a commission only sales job. And I use the word sales loosely because really you're almost a customer service person. I mean, mm. I always tell people you're not selling, you're not going to sell anybody a $200,000 anything. Mm. They're going to either want it or they're not going to want it. <laughs> but the problem is, is that, you know, in a commission only job of any sort, and our 
you know, the cool thing about what we do is, is you get what you put into it, but you know, year one, I made like 4,000 bucks selling real estate. <laughs> and thankfully I had, you know, a, another career, but there's a lot of information to learn and, mm-hmm. and it really is helpful to do it before you have a lot of responsibility. You know, we were newly wed with a baby on the way and it's like, man, what a, what a terrible time <laughs> to be going into a sales, yeah. a commission only career. But, um, that was a challenge. And then now as things are starting to kind of blossom a little bit, um, is just protecting my schedule, mm. my, my private schedule, my family's time, mm. because, um, you know, at any given moment, um, somebody, somebody explained it to me once you need to be convenient at inconvenient times and convenient when it's Everybody else is convenient, mm. convenient when it's convenient for everybody else. And so, you know, most people have an eight to five, a nine to five job. And so they're not going to be calling me during business hours. They're going to want to, they're going to need me At 6 p.m., 7 p.m., mm. Saturdays, Sundays. And that's um, probably the biggest challenge. And the thing that I'm probably the worst at is, uh, you know, I want to accommodate everybody. Mm. And a lot of times my family suffers or my, you know, my rest days suffer. Mm. And so I think that's something that if someone's considering a career like this is just know you've got to have a good solid way to protect your own boundaries and establish those boundaries. And, um, so that's probably the challenge. And then, um, you know, finding ways to communicate that because people understand like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all human. We all need rest. We all need family time. And, um, you can't just be out there to, to, to please everybody's Mm. schedule. Well, and I appreciate you saying that. That's incredibly wise because regardless of what field a student goes into, that principle is so important. And it's hard. I think in any field it has its challenges, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a great one that, I mean, probably across the board, people are going to have to struggle with and wrestle with. And and each has its uniqueness to how it can pull Mm -hmm. from you and take away those rest days and take away time from Mm -hmm. family. But I love how you said that, that you've got to – be diligent to think through that and be aware of that and watch that. And there may be seasons where like in the beginning, you know, you're having to take all these tests where you might have to sacrifice a little bit, but that can't be the long term. Right. that you're coming back to a very balanced schedule of, you know, okay. Um, man, that's awesome. What, what's something that surprised you since starting? Was there anything like, you know, you had this vision of what it was and just kind of, I didn't see that. Cause anything surprising about your field? I mean, I think the level of expertise that it takes and the level of just broad knowledge of several different fields, I was surprised with. Because ultimately, when you're on the outside looking in, and hopefully when you have a good realtor as a consumer, hopefully it's easy, Mm. you know? And so you just see, hey, sign this, sign this, sign this, and it's over with. But I mean... Behind the scenes. Yeah, but behind the scenes is a lot more work. And I think Mm. that, you know, I think as a... As anybody on the outside looking in, you don't see a lot of the uh, the inner workings. But you know, I think as a, a a good, well-rounded real estate professional, I mean, you need a general knowledge of of how surveys work, a general mm. wall, a general knowledge of how title insurance works, a general knowledge of how banking works, a general mm. knowledge of the economy as a whole. You know, we just had a conversation mm-hmm. before we started about. Mm. Um, housing prices and you know the current economic client uh climate mm. um and so that was surprising to me it's just like uh oh 
this is a vast. But I can tell even in two and a half years of being in the mm-hmm. mix, man, it was fun to hear you talk about it. I'm like, man, you know, you've learned a lot. This is, and you just recently went to get at what, what did you get recently? You went back to, you did a couple classes or something. What was that that you, I am, um, I'm an executive broker now. And okay. so, so I've actually been in real estate for four and a half years. Okay. Um, but the first two years I was working the two jobs. Okay. And so I've only been standalone. This is your job. Gotcha. This is your career for two and a half. Okay. But, um, went back through and now the state recognizes me as a real estate broker. Um, I'm not a principal broker. A principal broker is the, the primary responsibility holder, the umbrella, so to speak, okay. of the, all the responsibilities for the company and the workings of all the agents. Um, executive broker has the same type of license, just a lot less um, responsibility, accountability. I don't supervise okay. other people. Gotcha. But it is kind of the next little step, and that was a that was a fun process just to learn a little yeah. bit more about the the weight of our actions and the words that we say and the advice that we give. I've heard it said that it takes, I mean, it can always vary a little, but two to three years, regardless of what field you go into, before you kind of feel a groove mm-hmm. and kind of a rhythm. Do you feel like at this point you've kind of reached somewhat of a rhythm and a groove to your job? I think so. I mean, you can ask me tomorrow and I may say, this is, I don't know what's going on, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and you could probably ask my broker, Chris, you could probably ask him too, because I remember distinctly, like when I first got started and I was working the two jobs, he had me on like a six phone call a day limit. Like mm-hmm. you can only call me six times a day. And you start yes. thinking about, I have called this dude, you know, more than six times today. And, and it was in jest obviously, but you know, you just yep. you just learn um, what to do if this pops up, what to do if this pops mm-hmm. up, what to do if there's a fence that's nine feet on the wrong side of the property line. You know, <laughs> who do I call to actually rectify the situation rather than just figure out what's going on? And um, I do feel like, as far as residentially, um, I have a pretty solid understanding of all of the potential fit pitfalls and how to at least work through them mm. because I also believe that anytime you have a willing buyer and a willing seller, you can make it happen. Mm. And, and as long as you have those two pieces, then I think that's the real estate professional's job to get it, get it done. You know, if For at sure. any point one party's not willing, then obviously you can't change people, but yeah. if they both people want to do this thing, then there's a way to get it done. And that's really the fun part. Mm. That is cool. I just had this thought kind of random here, but, what was your degree at tech? Uh, business administration with marketing and management. Do you feel like that's helped you with your real estate business? I do. Um, well, you know, general knowledge of accounting, general knowledge of economics, general knowledge of banking. Mm. Um, it was, um, I think it was really beneficial. The, um, the marketing side, you know, really technically we are home marketers is one of our responsibilities. Mm. And, um, it's a lot different type of marketing than, you know, products on a shelf, For you know, sure. but, um, but and some the, of those principles probably apply, right? Absolutely. That's cool. Um, and, and then my time at the, at, uh, the family printing business, which is essentially an advertising, some, hmm. some degree, um, an advertising company. I learned a lot with, uh, graphic design that I kind of taught myself, you know, uh, how to just how to edit photos and how to, uh, 
put videos together, how to mm. do graphics, just basic level. You know, mm. I don't claim to be, but I'm, I'm, I'm more or less self, more or less self-taught in that area. But those have all been really good. Um, but the, the, the base level business stuff that we learned at Arkansas Tech was, was, was been very yeah. helpful. I think it's really neat. A lot of students, I know, uh, some students struggle with putting a lot of pressure on themselves with what degree to get, you mm-hmm. know, and I get it. And, and students will shift degrees. And I think, you know, I was a mass communication major. Honestly, it was kind of a joke why I even signed up for mass communication, but mm-hmm. I stuck with it and ended up, you know, I got exposed to a lot of different things and graduated. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I think it's really cool to see how, I mean, I guess what I want students to know is you can have freedom try to find something that's interesting to you, stick with the degree, get the degree. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be interesting to see how, how God will use that. And will that'll come out. Even if it's not in the same field necessarily, there's things that you pick up that you utilize. Absolutely. And it's really, it's really neat to see. And, you know, I think that's encouraging to hear. Mm-hmm. I know with a lot of students I talk to when they're down, like down, like let's say where you are in their season of life, it's like, okay, now it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I may not be in the exact same field, but, but that was useful and here's how it's helping me. And, you know, that's, that's a little freeing. Cause I think, you know, we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Like if I don't get the right degree, it's like, you know, it's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Well, tell me this, man, if there is someone listening, a student's like, you know, I've always been intrigued by that. And they're hearing you talk about how now real estate is, it's working with people and I get to connect and help, you know, and one of my favorite things you said, by the way, I text you one day. I was like, man, what you got going on? And you said, man, I'm just connecting dots. You remember that? Yeah, that's what it is. Connecting dots, Connecting man. dots. What, I'll always remember. That's what we're doing, man. Just mm-hmm. connecting dots. I love that. That's what anybody's doing. That's if you what ask them what you doing. do for a living, we're all connecting dots. That's right, I mean, man. That's uh, what we should have started with. Connecting dots, Connecting man. dots. I love it. What do you do for a living? Connect dots. Let's uh, tell me this. If someone is interested and they're, they're thinking, uh, you know, hey, maybe this is something I want to do. What is your recommendation what would you want to tell that person who is considering going into the same field you're in i think uh just come talk to me or come talk to you mm. and get my number but you know it's a it's just a really neat career where you know you mentioned mass communications i mean at a foundational level we are connecting dots and the better you are at communicating what those dots are and how we're going to connect them. Yeah. I mean, cause I don't, I really don't do a whole lot other than facilitate communication and facilitate mm. information. Um, mm. because you know, the title companies handle the legal side of things. The surveyors do the surveying, the banks do the lending. I mean, really we're just here to I like kinda, how you said that facilitate communication. Yeah. I that's mean, good. that's really it. It's like, you know, they'll, the, 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 the consumer will talk to the banker and depending upon how well that communication goes, then we're, we just kind of clarify that, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, on the flip side, if you're selling a house, you know, we're communicating the the value of the home. We're communicating, um, uh, the features of the home, but we don't have anything, you know, it's not our house. We don't mm-hmm. have, we don't actually control the value. We're yeah. just communicating. We're just yep. communicating, connecting dots. And so, um, you know, if, if you like people, um, if you like to be around people, if you like to give advice, that's been my, my, one of my favorite things is just to get, I mean, people will tell you personal things, whether it's financial information, you know, you learn a lot mm-hmm. about people and, and to know that they trust you and they respect your opinion is really rewarding. Mm. Um, and so just come talk to me. Um, 
That's figure awesome. out if you're comfortable with the roller coaster of I may not make any money in the next two months and I may make uh, quite a bit, you know, three times, three months worth the next month yeah. and it all works out. Well, and, and I think that it's, it's probably worth pointing out and start here, but some students uh, have gotten the chance to know you. They're mm-hmm. connected to our church. Some may not, you know. Um, you know, I appreciate you because uh, it's neat how the Lord did. We understand that at Tech in Russellville, we do have opportunities here, but a lot of times doors open in other cities, and that's mm-hmm. good. God's ascending God. He opened up the doors in other places. Right. But we're always grateful when a, you know, and like you, you were faithful to connect in our college ministry. You did our summer project, man. You were um, it was so fun to have you part of leading Bible studies on campus, and you did those things, and you transitioned out, and God opened up a door for you to stay here. You have stayed connected to the local church. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how has your family done that? Obviously, I feel like, especially with what what you've just described to newlywed, you know, baby, new job, new learning curve, and yet I never saw you disconnect from church. So, you know, what were some things and that... How did you do that? What were some things that kept you guys connected here at First Baptist over the years? I mean, some of them were just, I don't want to say by osmosis, but some of them were just, we were connected because of our position in the local church. My mm-hmm. wife works here. She is the director of the MDO program and the director of Upward Basketball and Shooting for Success. And so, you know, we were we were blessed in the fact that we couldn't get too far away. Mm-hmm. But I can remember the transition of... Um, into marriage, you know, it was easy to be, I felt like it was easy to be connected in college because this is where my friends were, Yeah. you know, and then when schedule ramps up and, you know, you've been up all night on Saturday night with a screaming baby and then, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to get up at 8.30 and go to church and it's, it'd be easy to not. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, um, one of the things that I always remember that um, your boy Mark Freeman talked about one day, um, was you know abiding in Christ and a lot of abiding in Christ I also feel like is being connected to the local church because mm-hmm. that's where um, you know community is that's where solid biblical teaching is that's where uh, so many of the things that that really help you stay grounded when the world starts spinning really mm-hmm. fast and um, you know we 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 also just wanted to be connected we mm-hmm. were we were leading. Um, I say leading. I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing, and we may not have always been at the helm, so to speak, but we were involved with a group of young adults who were in that same uh, season of life, not really knowing what way was up. Because, I mean, you know, you go to your 21, 22 years old, Mm and every, you know, you've had the same type schedule since you're five years old, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, this this is home, you yeah. know, to me, I've been, yeah. I've been coming to First Baptist Russellville for 32 years yeah. and, uh, you know, we just, we love it here. That's awesome. Well, and I think it's awesome to have you as an example to our students that, you know, we, we don't just talk about the significance of the local church. Like there's a reason, like this is the beauty of, of God's design mm-hmm. and there's benefit from that. I imagine that in the craziness of life, and I love how you said that, like when the world starts spinning, like, man, that local church is really nice to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we saw that yesterday, you know, it was our first time to gather, you know, life groups and all that. And we had college students come in. It was just so healthy. And I thought of the verse, you know, do not neglect the, um, the gathering of together. How's it? Hebrews 10, 24. 
Anyway, I can't even remember it, man. But it's you know, it, it's the wisdom of God saying, "Don't neglect this. Yeah. Like, like meet together. It's good." Mm-hmm. And uh, and I appreciate that. And it's been awesome to see you guys as that example. And uh, even as you have children and you you've taken on more responsibilities, that hasn't stopped you from getting connected and staying where you're plugging in. And so, I think that's awesome. And I appreciate you being willing to say, "Hey, if you're here in Russellville, man, reach out to me. If you're interested, absolutely. I mean, can it's... you job shadow? Can you do that? Like, hey, man, TJ." Mm-hmm. Can yeah, I, I mean that would be. Day? I'd like to do that'd that. That'd probably man. be a lot of fun on a, on a good day. You know, if it was a, <laughs> we got to pick one the of right those day. You, we'll pick yeah, the right day. Keep a twenty four hour heads up. We okay. might say, "Hey, this Fair is enough. not going to be a good day to to sit in the office and listen to people yell at me." That's but, awesome. Uh, well, how about uh, is there is there anything else you would like to share? And I, I'd love for you even just to think about, you know, whether it's a freshman coming in, transitioning into college, or a junior or senior, kind of winding down their days and, and you know what advice would you give i feel like you finished faithfully at tech and in the sense that you stayed connected you led well you were involved in things and you really you know i feel like you finished right and you finished well and so what how would you encourage a student uh, just generally not even pertaining to necessarily a career just just in life as as a student trying to navigate through all that you know any advice you would want to give a student that's you know listening i mean I appreciate you saying that I finished well because I know I didn't. I may have started well, but in the middle, things got a little bit uh, unwell. Mm-hmm. I made a lot of poor choices and tried to find um, fulfillment and com- you know, become complete with a lot of things that the world has to offer that, that really kind of left me more empty than I was mm-hmm. to start with. And so... Um, I think um, advice to give is just is just to to remain connected to the local church. That's probably where I went wrong mm-hmm. um, from the get go. Was I stopped having a quiet time? I stopped attending church. Um, you know, there was a season where, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, and this may be a little bit outside the question, but you know, I grew up in this church. All my friends went to this church, and then August of 2007 when everybody went their separate ways you know i i didn't know Mm. anybody here anymore and that Mm. really shook me and i think that's where um i think that's where it kind of the train kind of left the tracks but i think you um just remain connected um stay focused on um your relationship with Christ, number one, because it's what you want, because mm-hmm. that's where you find um, rest in mm-hmm. Christ. Because um, I think you, I think I found out too that a lot of my walk with Christ was because it was expected of me, and then um, shortly thereafter, when no one expects that of you mm-hmm. anymore, you're, you're trying to figure you're out, really trying to figure out why why am I doing this? What do I want yeah. for my life? And um, you know, it didn't end well, but well, I guess it didn't. It ended better than it should have yeah. and uh, got connected again and, and uh, really kind of got reoriented around God's plan and God's word and, and, and the gospel of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's been, I'm very thankful because I don't have to be where I'm at. It's by the grace of God yeah. that we're having this conversation and then I'm not moved off somewhere without the great family that I have working Mm -hmm. a job that I don't like. And, Mm -hmm. you know, God was faithful. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you and appreciate you saying that. And, you know, it's, it reminds me that 
it's not complicated. Right? Is it difficult? It's not complicated. Like the two things you pointed out, like where you went wrong, you said like, I quit spending time with God and I quit mm-hmm. going to church. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny, man? Like yeah. it's not, like why do we make it complicated? Right. It's like read your Bible, go to church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I picture mom always having like, yeah. get, your, get to church, boy. But I mean, it, it, that's it. And you know, Greg said yesterday in the service that a survey recently done, the percentage of Christians that, that read in America that read the Bible every day was 9%. Mm-hmm. And he made a good observation. Saying, you know, he thinks, he's like, I think probably people are fudging a little bit yeah, on that stuff. Absolutely. So he thinks that's probably overshooting. So we're talking probably less than 9% of all Christians read the Bible every day. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I love that. And hopefully, you know, we'll heed that words of wisdom from you and say, okay, am I staying in the word? Am I staying connected? And, you know, we had the privilege of, of doing a lunch yesterday with our uh, students who graduated from Russellville. Many are coming here. You know, I know Dusty gave him a great challenge. And, and you're right. Like you as a student from here have an incredible opportunity to lead mm-hmm. and to be a welcomer of other students. And uh, but there's challenges to that. And so, you know, I appreciate you sharing that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else you want to share that we didn't get the chance to talk about as far as your career? What's your official title? What what should I call what do I put on the podcast title? I am an executive broker with River Valley Realty Incorporated. Nice. I uh, do residential uh, real estate and uh, some land and a tiny bit of commercial real Very estate. Very cool. All right. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Good stuff, man. Well, thank you guys and thank you, TJ, for joining in. Appreciate y'all listening in. Uh, as always, We want to encourage you to subscribe if you've not already. We've got more episodes lined up, and we'll be excited to get those out to you. You want to be subscribed so you'll get notifications when they're out. Thank you guys for listening in. And as always, we want to encourage you to stay connected to one another, connected to church, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.